Well, hey there, fellow streakers. Welcome back. We have an exciting show for you today. That's right. Jeff Baedo with Enjoy is going to be joining us today as our interview. Welcome back to the new year. We're excited to talk to you about what he has in regards to challenges, which we think will be quite interesting to all of you fellow streakers. So how about it, Jamie? Let's get streaking. Yes, let's. This is awesome. Jeff, we're excited to have you on. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. It's great to be here. You bet. Let me just give a little bit of background with Jeff as far as uh, who he is. Um, he's the host of the Enjoy Success podcast. So after you listen here, you can go listen to him, and it's uh, absolutely fantastic. He's the chief operating officer and co-founder of Enjoy Global. And really it's about, and what he has, and he'll get more into this, is turning your content into 30-day challenges that accelerate learning, create real change, and form lasting habits. Now, we're going to disagree with you on the habit side of that, but we will talk about form lasting streaks. That's where we're going to go from there. So anyway, let's just let's get started here. I'd love to start out, Jeff. Just give us a little bit of your history. How did you get started in this whole area of challenges and of your of your organization, your company? What give us a little bit of the genesis, the origin story? All right. Well, I'm going to take you back a little ways. Um, all the way to back to when I was uh, in eighth grade. I'm from a small town in Wisconsin. And uh, I had what they clinically diagnosed, uh, clinically uh, diagnosed as a bad attitude when I was, when I was that age. Um, and I was butting heads with my parents, especially my dad. And to his credit, instead of writing it off to those, you know, kind of preteen years, he gave me Earl Nightingale's strangest secret in the world cassette tape back then and challenged me to listen to it, which I reluctantly did. And then I listened to it again. And then I really listened to it. Um, and that's, it started me on a journey. Like I had never heard anyone talk about goals. I'd never heard anyone talk about the power of the mind. Um, creating our own future. It was just, it was just exactly what I needed to hear. And I got uh, my hands on more material. Um, I became like, just that, that set me on a path. I became the most positive kid in my hometown by a lot. Now there weren't very many kids in my hometown, so that's not really saying that much, but, but it, it really set me on a journey. And I always hoped at some point in the future, I'd be able to play a, a role in, in, in this community that, you know, this personal development, uh, arena industry. And so a long windy road, I ended up um, in the video game industry at the beginning of my career, uh, which I'll explain why that's relevant uh, in a little bit. Um, but it wasn't my passion. Like it was a, an amazing industry, lots of great people, but I just, I had this pull, like this isn't why I was here. And then, uh, then I got called to get my master's in spiritual psychology um, which was awesome and uh, kind of the best thing I'd ever done for myself. I started coaching. I had I thought I really found it after that. Coaching was was what it was. I started my own practice and I hung out my shing shingle. I'm like, I'm ready. Like I'm totally in this. And then I struggled. I really struggled to get clients. And um, I was like, why? You know, I'm I'm my heart's in it. This is exactly what I'm supposed to do. And then I struggled and and I missed tech a little bit. And I realized, like, I I mean, I tried a bunch of stuff and it it didn't work. And I struggled for a while. And then all of a sudden, um, I'm like, well, what if I would have just invite people to do something that was a little bit easier to say yes to. Mm. And so, um, so I, I hired some, uh, programmers. We created our first, uh, challenge, a little 30 day challenge. Um, and it gave people a taste of what working with me would be like, and it was a huge success. And, uh, I ended up having people start to line up to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. A few of them introduced me to their, to their companies. And all of a sudden we were it, we had, a, we had something and I realized like challenges, this could be really be a thing. Um, and so fast forward 10 years and we've had a chance to work with huge organizations, um, NASA, Thomson Reuters, Bloomingdale's, those kind of companies. But when the pandemic hit, uh, 
we had some coaches in our community say, Hey, can we use your platform to turn some of our stuff into challenges? And we're like, sure. Um, and they're like, can we tell some people about this? And we're like, yeah, that'd be amazing. So they told some people and within like the first six months, we had over a hundred coaches, trainers, speakers, and, and authors starting to use challenges in one way or another in their business. And so, um, we we're a small, you know, kind of, we're a small entrepreneurial company. Um, and now we're working with like our people, like boots on the ground, people who are committed. They, you know, their, their life's work is to, you know, help people live their best lives. And, and it just feels amazing to be a part of that. So, yeah. That's wonderful. You know, um, I think about as your history, you know, as far as trying all kinds of different things and going for it, a lot of times as, as we look at personal and professional development, there is a lot of trial and error that's involved there. And you, you, you saw some of these personal challenges, the, the, the trial side of it as an opportunity to explore some different areas and to mesh some things together. Give us a little bit about that story. How did, how did you bring those together? You know, the tech along with the personal yeah. learning development and all, because that's something I think that if we could see into your mind and see the process of that, that might help, you know, as you start to think about, and we'll talk to our fellow streakers for a second, as you start to think about who you want to be and who you want to become, what streaks you might mesh together, what things you might mesh together to become that person. Thank you. That's a great question. You know, um, there's an awesome talk from Steve Jobs at Stanford University uh, that you can find on YouTube. And it talks, he talks about connecting the dots. Like when he looks back on his life and he's able to say, like, I took this course in college and I had no idea what, what it was going to do, but it ended up being the font, like a calligraphy course and it ended up being something that went into the first Mac. And for me, I think that that's important for all of us. Like we do the best we can making choices, following our intuition, um, you know, seizing opportunities as they show up, but it's often not until we reflect back that it actually makes sense as this beautiful journey that perfectly set us up to be where we are today. And so for me, um, you know, when I got into the video game industry, that was my best friend from college and, and his brother-in-law. And we started this and it was one of those, like, I just wanted to be an entrepreneur and I just, it, it was an exciting opportunity. Um, and we started in an attic and then had a small office and a bigger office. And it was a really fun, fun. It was a lot of fun, but it, my heart wasn't in it. So I said yes to certain things that I knew at the time. And then I would have like, when I left to get my master's in spiritual psychology, I would have never guessed that that would have played any role in my future. And yet what I learned there was gamification. I, as an industry, the gaming industry studies billions of points of data to see what keeps us playing stuff. And they found that there's seven elements of a game that trigger certain parts of our brain to want more. And so fast forward, like putting challenges together that are gamified and trick and use certain elements of a game, I ended up being really uniquely qualified to bring gaming gamification into challenges because of that stage of my life. But I never would have been able to know that. Um, so that was one thing. And then the master's in spiritual psychology was again, a very selfish thing. It just, I was at a crossroads. I, I needed some direction. I felt like this was, if I could just do anything and study anything, this was what I would want to study. It was like a two year, um, Guinea pig experiments. Like we, we looked at all of our beliefs. We looked at, we dissected our life, what was working, what wasn't working. And we started to figure it out. Like, you know, could we replicate the success we were having somewhere? And that led me to coaching. Like I knew this, I knew the power of support uh, structures of consistency of breaking things down into small bite-sized bits over time, you know, all that stuff. I really had a firsthand 
experiential, you know, um, uh, you know, kind of experience, experiential experience. That's not, that's not the way I wanted to say that. But understanding though, kind of an understanding of it. Yeah. An understanding. And so, and then when I started coaching, like, again, I wanted, my goals were, I wanted to help as many people as possible. Like I had done this beautiful exercise on what success meant to me when I was in my master's program. And I wanted to help as many people as possible. Well, coaching is amazing. And it was so meaningful and so powerful, but I was limited by time to only help so many people. And so tech, again, looking back, I was like, how could this work? And for me, it ended up being something where I had one day where three calls in a row, three, I had a little routine. I would do a little centering process. Then we'd go through a series of questions that I asked every week uh, that would celebrate what they had done the previous week and get them set up for the next week. This particular day, each person I talked to, they, I, I did the centering, then they said, okay, I know you're going to ask this. So here's what I did. And this is what I, here are my wins. Uh, and here's what I'm going to do next week. And this, and, and I'll call you on Thursday to let you know it's done. And then they said goodbye. And, that, and they said, that was an awesome session. The first person did it. I was like, okay, that was interesting. The second person, same thing. Third person that day, I was like, what's going on? I, I didn't say barely anything. And everyone felt they had a great session. And all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, wait a second. I thought it was like, I thought it was me. And what I realized is it is kind of, it's certainly important to have someone who cares and is holding, holding that space and is really supporting someone. But it was beautiful to see that with a certain structure and a lot of positive support and a way to break down a goal into small steps that we could, we could do that. And I, I thought, oh my goodness, what if we could use technology to support lots of people at this, at this stage of the, you know, of their growth and, and creation. So a lot of little things, that's a, a tremendously long answer, but a lot of things in there that as I look back, uniquely positioned me to be right here, you know, standing in something that I, I now could never have thought uh, or, or imagined as beautiful of a career and uh, an industry and a group of people I get to work with as I currently have. That's amazing. Jeff, I have a question. So you had mentioned you, you, you're at the video place and you're loving it and you're having fun but it's not your passion. And then, and then you go back and get your master's degree in something that you feel extremely passionate about and excited about and want to start coaching. And then you mentioned it was a struggle. Like you finally find what you feel like you're supposed to be doing and what you want to be doing and you're educated for it and you're ready for it. And it's a struggle. How did you get through that time when you had decided this is what I want to do and you're all ready for it and you've put all this energy into it and then it becomes this big challenge, like it's not working out the way that you thought it was going to. How did you get through that part and keep going through that process till you got to where you are? Yeah, thank you. You know, that was my dark. Um, so in addition to that not working, I had also, um, I had success at the at the video uh, game company and, and I had invested almost all of my money in real estate and that was just before 2008. And then I lost everything. I lost it all. And so not only was I, had, I had finally found what I knew I wanted to do and that wasn't working. And all the reserves and the money that I had that was invested that I you know, was gonna give me this cushion also went away. And I was, I had never been so scared, you know, I'd never been so scared, so yeah. unsure. And that, and that took a while. I mean, I could see it happening. It wasn't like it just happened one week and the next week I started over. Like that was a process. Right. Um, thankfully, uh, my family, is very supportive. I, and I'll tell you what happened when you lose everything, 
when I lost everything and everything I mean, in this case was financial. I still had my health. I still had friends. I realized a couple of things, first of all, and I needed to learn these things like this. Nothing was going to shift in my life until I learned these lessons. And the first one was nobody cares. No, no one who, no one who really matters to me cared if I had money or not money. Like nobody cared. My family didn't care. My friends didn't care. Nothing that didn't change our relationship at all, at all. And yet my identity was really attached to being successful and having rental homes and all these properties and so on. The second thing was when you have, when I lost everything, there was nothing left for me to lose. So my mindset went instead of defense, instead of like protecting what I had, it was, what do I want to create? It was a different question. And all of a sudden I was in a place of starting again. And I, I took stand-up comedy class. That was a big fear. And I, but who cares? Like I'd already lost everything. I can't go down. And that, that, that was a really amazing step for me. I started writing and found that I had, I loved the, the written word. Um, I took a couple trips um, backpacking, like on a, you know, on a shoestring that just, I kept putting off. And so I did, and all of a sudden I had this joy for life again. And from there, again, not overnight, but from there, the creativity started to come. What if I could create, like the challenge idea came. What if I could just do this? And instead of trying to sell, which was really icky for me, I was just inviting people. Hey, why don't you check out this 30 day challenge thing I got going on? It's just super easy. Just sign up here. It's only a hundred bucks or whatever it was. That was really easy. And so, but that was a long process. And that's kind of what happened is I got clear on some of the things that were holding me back. Um, and I came out of that in a, in a, in a space that I was excited for life again. And I was eager to learn and I had nothing left to lose. And that was unfortunately what I had to go through, uh, to be put in that, in that mindset. As you now, you know, going forward, and I want to, I want to dive a little bit into the challenge aspect of things. As you start looking at, and if I'm listening to this, you know, we're, we're talking to our streakers out there that are talking about their consecutive consistency, challenges can really help to boost you up or take you up a level. One of the things we talk about in streaking methodology is that you can step up your streaks. Now we make them laughably simple, but you can step them up. And I see where challenges really start to come into play here, where if you have a 30 day, 90 day, you know, 120, I don't know how, how long it's recommended to have a challenge. But that, those are some of the things that can happen. So let's let's dive into the challenge for just a second, sure. a little bit the science behind a challenge and what it is that you do to set up a successful challenge. What, are, what, is, what is the makeup? What is the anatomy of it? Yeah. So if you think about how most, um, you know, most of us are introduced to personal development, we, we read books or we take courses. Like that's been the tradition, right? You, you know, you've been on, you guys are on the cutting edge with streaks and that's, you know, that's awesome. But so I, I know I'm speaking and um, preaching to the choir, but basically most of us have bookshelves filled of books that we maybe have read, maybe haven't read or courses we bought and just haven't done. And those are great for a transfer of knowledge, but they don't, they're not interactive. And so the real holy grail for change is engagement, is, is doing something, right? So um, challenges are designed to that. A little bit of, so we spent, we've spent the last 10 years figuring out a template where it's a little bit of content it's it's a little bit, but it's mostly around doing something laughably simple each day, again for a period of time, um, where you guys are taking that to the next level and just making sure that that's a consistent part of forever. Um, we're getting people from inertia into action, you know, just as a start, so that they they can start to experience the transformation that's possible. Once they start to have that feeling, you know, then they're much more likely to continue. So we want to go. We found in our in our experience in the beginning. Um, which I think you guys have solved for. But basically when we ask people to do a challenge forever, 
it, it was overwhelming. Like if there was too much there. And so when we put a time frame on it, start and finish, they were much more likely to stick with it. Mm-hmm. So th- then we said, well, how can we make it sticky? Cause again, people, you know, people's attention are it's, we're being bombarded by stuff. So we use positive psychology and gamification to make the experience as sticky as possible. And so we created a template and basically for, you know, our group, our tribe, the coaches, um, speakers, authors, trainers, they're just putting in a little bit of their content into a few places and out the other side comes a perfect challenge every time because the template's been tested over, you know, thousands of challenges in 10 years. um, And it, it does most of it for them. So we have, um, we speak to all the different personality types. We put a lot of psychology behind what each kind of element of the challenge is, and it's all serving a, a very specific purpose, but it's very easy. It takes a participant just a couple minutes a day to do. It's always rewarding their activity, no matter whether it's a very small, whether they do one thing or five things and it, and it's community-based, right? There's several sections where, again, we're playing on the peer support and the coach being able to jump in and give some high fives and comments and, and uh, virtual coaching. So basically, if I and I, I'm going to go from the reader learner point of view for just a second here, I see a book like, for example, I just I recently read um, How to Think Like a Rocket Scientist by Ozan Verrill, right? And Ozan goes ahead and uses the challenge platform and he sets something up from my side. What that then does is is I can then um, use what you're talking about as far as the challenge platform to learn the concepts and principles in there in a bite-sized way on a daily basis so that I can take what I've learned knowledge-wise and actually apply it in a way that I'm using that so that it sticks. Am I getting that right? I mean, is that a hundred, a hundred percent it. I mean, if, if you ask most speakers or, or coaches or trainers, if you had a full day training, we were, we were at NASA one time and they did a, they had, I mean, these are rocket scientists. They had spent, <laughs> I mean, tons of time putting this, uh, and these are the top people in their, or in, in their organization, putting together this amazing seven day training for their engineers. And I said, um, so all day back to back, the most amazing people giving the most amazing talks and the most amazing training. I said, what would you be happy with if, if your participants took away? He said, honestly, if they did one thing different, if they took one thing away and started doing one thing different, it would be a huge success. That was the chief, that was the chief engineering officer at NASA. So what I think most of us can take our book or our course and say, you know what, if people would just do this or this, they would really start to see some transformation in their lives. So that's the essence of a challenge is you take kind of the main things and say, if we just boiled it down and just to get people a sense of what's possible, if they would just do A, B, or C for a bit of time, they would start to see the impact. Once they start to see, once you get a taste, which again, I think streaking is so powerful around this too, but once you get a taste of what's possible, well, now you're hooked like that. It's, it's almost counterproductive. We, if, if we have the information and then we don't do something, it's like, I know I should be doing better, but I'm not doing better. Now I feel worse right? because ignorance is kind of bliss in that area. But now I know, I, I know it could be better. I'm just not doing it. Just not but when you, it. yeah, when we start to do it and all of a sudden it, it is better, well, then we're, we're much more likely to do more of it. And that's, that's really where we want to be is change is an active process. Um, so we want to get people into action where they start to get a taste of that. And once they do, uh, but that's exactly the case. So you take a book, a key principle or two, 
Um, and, and that's often like, often our authors are taking one concept from their book and they do one challenge just on that one concept. And then part two is the next concept. And it's a slow, beautiful way to go through the material and, and actually, actually apply it. So you talked about the gamification. What part does that play in it? Like, how does that work in the challenge? Okay. So, so this is one of my favorite questions. Um, first of all, I want to, I want to let everybody know you're already an expert in gamification, like, especially if you're a parent, parents have known this for thousands of years. Um, <laughs> like the example I use, like I, we have a six-year-old and his, his name's Bodhi. Um, the example I use is if I want Bodhi to clean his room, one experience is I can make him. I'm the dad. I'm bigger than he is. That's one experience. But if I tell him about the little boy in New York who currently holds the world record for the fastest cleaning up of a room ever, it's four minutes and 32 seconds. I don't think it'll ever be beaten, but if he wants to give it a try, I'm happy to get the stopwatch. Papa, get the stopwatch. I know I can do it. We get the exact same thing done, but his experience of it is totally different. And it turns out as adults, we're not that much different. If we can trick our brain into feeling like we're playing something, we can take something as hard as trying on a new behavior, um, practicing a new mindset or working towards a new habit and actually turn it into something we look forward to doing. So how it specifically works is, as I mentioned from the video game industry, they, they organized a game and classified seven areas of a game that trigger certain parts of our brain to want more. Now, one of those is simple. Like, again, these are all, we, you don't need to know that stuff, but basically rewarding every behavior. So points, you get points for everything you do. You go on a leaderboard. So you start to have some peer recognition. I'm in third place. I'm in fifth place. Jamie's in first. I really want to catch her. So that's one leaderboards. Then you start to have um, things where you're, you have uh, prizes. Like, again, we're, we're a huge fan. It doesn't have to be a big prize. It's so funny as adults. And I think, I don't know if you've the, the image I always remember is being at like a conference where an author's on stage and at some point he says, then, and whoever wants uh, a copy of my book, I'm going to give a free. And all these people who make a bunch of money and are super successful are jumping over each other, trying to get this copy of a free book. So it doesn't even have to be a big prize, but that does something. It triggers some part of us to say, I'm playing something I want to win, or I could win something. And so those kind of things are all we encourage. I mean, we set it up so that it feels like that. And it starts to be an experience again that it's like, oh, this isn't another thing on my to-do list. It's something that I get to do and I look forward to doing. That's something fun. Yeah. Do you have, Jeff, do you have a question? But no, I was go just going to ask, do you have a favorite challenge over the years that, that you look back on and you're like, okay, that was one of my favorite ones that we've done? Mm, we've done a lot and we do, obviously, <laughs> yeah. we've done a lot. We've, and we it's do a great question though. I, th I think about that too. There's probably a couple of that may, that may stick that are like, and you don't oh, have to pick a favorite, just maybe ones that you're like, this one was memorable. And this one was for me, I think, I think this is probably personal. If you asked our team, like we'd probably all, all have different answers for me. We, we do a self-care challenge that's in the rotation. We do that relatively consistently. And I have found, again, I've been on a journey over the last couple of years where all of my growth starts and stems from taking a little bit better care of myself. And so the self-care challenges, just having that little bit of a reminder, having the daily inspiration, having a little bit of the journaling around what did I do to take care of myself today, making sure I was on my priority list. Um, I, that one con continues to be one of my favorites. Um, we've done in, in the ones that I haven't done that I've just watched, we have high school students and middle school students um, that just in their last semester did perseverance and resilience. Ooh. And that just was incredible to watch just to have 12, 13, 14, 15 year old kids 
going through a, a global pandemic and ridiculous challenges in terms of you know life in general and how powerful they were as they stood in practicing uh, the, the quality of resilience or perseverance, or we had another group do empathy, just amazing. So that was, wow. those were moving to watch and, and right. just to, to see people do. Wow. Okay. As you, um, as you look at challenges, so just in the mechanics, just a little bit more, is there a, is there a specific length of time that is better than another length of time? Is there too long or too short or what's, what's the, you know, where's the sweet spot of this challenge should last exactly this long to get the most benefit from? Yeah, I would have said with a hundred percent confidence, we had the answer to that just a little while ago. Um, when we were doing this with, with companies, when we were in corporate America, 30 day challenges was the perfect time frame. Uh, we had run longer and, and once a quarter once a quarter was the perfect flow. That was the, so we had done a bunch of things and in corporate America to, to measure results against a training or a, a course or something that they were putting employees through. That was the perfect follow-up and the perfect amount of time for people to, to not feel it was too long to be overwhelmed by the commitment, but long enough that it did start to have them actually see some of the benefits from what they were working on. But now that we have a breadth of people who are running challenges. We have some people who run five-day challenges as their marketing challenge, just to get people into their ecosystem. And that's the right, that's the right length of time. Five days. Just a, a little five-day challenge, okay. just, to just to introduce themselves uh, and their work. And it's, those are often free. Um, then we have people who are running 30-day uh, challenges as a program. So it's a little kind of a, a group coaching or a virtual coaching program, and they charge for that. And that's a standalone product. And that's a really nice Again, that's a sweet spot for us. We've seen a lot of good results there. So people are doing that. But now we're starting to have, as, as the group grows, people doing 21 days, 45 days. We haven't run really long challenges. So that's the one in our experience in corporate America, we lost people engagement wise after kind of after the 30 days at start, we could start to see that we could keep very high engagement for 30 days. Um, but I think that was restricted again in corporate America. They weren't choosing in necessarily. Right. So now I'm curious as our group starts to grow and try different lengths, I won't be surprised um, or I'll be pleasantly surprised when someone said, I just did a 90 day challenge and it was amazing the entire time. So um, I, I don't have a specific answer. I think it really, I think the, the person knows the community the best, like, you know, your community, what's right for them and what's right for your business. Are you trying to get people into your ecosystem and just introduce, and, and then you want to kind of get them into your course or into your coaching program? Um, do you want an extra product or do you want something that's a value add to a program you already have? And then that might be just an ongoing something, um, you know, with a mastermind or, or, or a coaching program. And it's, it's much longer. Yeah. In the realm of personal development now. So now if I want to, I'm not an author, I'm not a speaker. I'm just, I'm just interested in really setting up a challenge for myself and, you know, it's taking the next step up. What's, what would you recommend? What are the elements? And I know we talked a little bit about them. You know, Jamie, I think about the chore game that you did with the kids. Mm -hmm. Did you think about that as well? Yeah, totally. It was a huge, it was a huge cork board that I just, I spent hours painting and they would move the pieces along as they went through the chores. Awesome. One of the things that we found that was wrong with that one is that game never had an end. You never won that game. And, mm -hmm. and so the kids lost interest in it. We did. And, and we realized, you know what, you got to have a start and a finish for yeah. a challenge or a game. A, yep. 
is that i mean what is it and i'm sure there's yeah. probably some science behind that some brain science what's your what's your thoughts on that yeah so you know you think of boot camps like again it's what we can commit to most most of us are are busy and that's real like that's a real thing so we're juggling a bunch so the idea of adding something forever that that's not a good mental place a construct right the idea of doing a 30 day boot camp a 21 day boot camp a 45 like that's okay i'm going into this i'm going to have this and, and that's how we're marketed to in general, right? 30 day diets, 45, like, and so we're comfortable and we know, and it does work psychologically. It's something we can, we can literally get our head around. I'm going to do this for this amount of time. So the difference, the difference that we're seeing, so that is important. And also to reward people like in corporate America, it was really important. Again, this is one of the biggest things we've realized people crave recognition. Like we, I mean, not, that, that's not, a, that's not something we recognize. Like that's the number one reason on the Gallup poll every single year that employees are disengaged 70, like to the tune of 68 to 72% of us in every industry rate ourselves disengaged because we don't feel appreciated uh, or recognized. So recognition is, is like this big hole in the, the personal development industry. And so we make sure that that's a part of it. When you feel rec when we feel recognized and by stopping a challenge and having a recognition ceremony where people get a chance to share what they learned, how they grew, something they overcame, and then there's some prizes and there's a little celebration, that's a big deal. And it, what it does is it anchors in our learning. It creates like a bookmark, like that was a great experience. And if we win a prize, all that intrinsic value gets attached, even if it's a book or a gift, it doesn't matter. But we start to look at that and like, that brings up those feelings of like, I gave it my all for 30 days or 45 days. Then when the next one comes around, it's like, I'm excited about it again. I haven't lost it. I, I miss it. And, and so we're playing a little bit with the psych, just the psychology of how busy people are and what gets people to actually engage and, and what's reasonable. And yeah. then I think what you guys have done is really, again, if that's nice, you get started and then choose of that. What is the thing that you just don't want to let go of and just make that, make that the start of your streak, yeah. you know, you know, that's where gamification for a streak, we change it a little bit from, can I win the game to how long can I keep this laughably small thing going? Mm -hmm. And that, and that's the interesting, because it's still gamification and it's yeah. still, you know, that's one of the things that we all look at is, well, I wonder if I could do this another day. And then 15 years later, you're, you're still running at least one mile or writing at least one sentence or doing any of those things. And that keeps the juices flowing. However, one of the things that, and the importance of keeping it laughably simple is what I love about a challenge is a challenge takes me to another level of focus and of energy and of striving diligently to really get there. And I can only maintain that level for so long before I need to come back down off of it and reset, like what you said, whether it be quarterly or uh, you know, in a, in a semi-annual way or whatever it is, but reset so that I can then go back up again. I think of it a lot of times like marathon training. Yeah. Um, Jamie and I have both run marathons and marathon training, when you're in marathon training, there's a certain schedule that you keep for anywhere from 12 weeks to 18 weeks. And in that training, you're continually increasing your mileage up to and finally in running the marathon. But then right after that, you come down off of that training yeah. 
to this place where you the, where the streak exists and we call this the floorboard where i'm running at least one mile a day and that's that's that i always maintain i never go below that and this is where i see streaks and challenges so complementary to each other is because i can launch from the floor of my streaks into three or four or, or different challenges that keep my focus up there don't, don't you think james doesn't that kind of where yeah. your brain goes yeah totally and i love it I love that with a challenge, you can um, capitalize on the excitement of doing something a little bit more and adding something. And then when that challenge is over, you've got these these streaks that you have that just like you said, Jeff, keep that floor so that so that you're not stopping um, and you're keeping levels of momentum at a, at a level, but not at a at a level that you're going to be maintaining like you did for the 30 or 45 days. Yeah. And I think that we all like, that's beautiful. What happens, we always use the new year's resolution kind of example, right? Like I think the national average is maybe 10 days and it's probably much less than that of actually keeping a new year's resolution. Cause most of us don't set goals. Well, like we said, I want to lose 40 pounds and, and it's just way too big. Or I want the promotion. I want to write right. the book, whatever the case is. And so simple is awesome. And I think, again, what I love about the, the parallel, you know, where just in knowing you guys and what you're up to is. I feel like we want people to, my experience was I was, I had all these grand, great ideas and I would get all excited about a big goal that I didn't have the structure or the support or anything to break it down. And I didn't get to the laughably simple, right? I could only maintain. And I think most of us understand we can only do it. We can only do high intensity for a little while. Like if, if anyone works out, you do small amounts of reps at high intent, like at a, at a high intensity running is a good example. And then you do have to come back down, but going to the gym or going for a walk or writing in your journal or making the sales call, making a couple of like doing whatever that is every day. Like that's the key to a successful life. And the more of those, which is, I think what's beautiful is, as you said, popping up is I start to find in my own life, like I naturally, like my morning routine went from kind of five minutes to 10 minutes to 15 minutes, but it's beautiful. Like I love it. And I'm only adding things because they feel good. Um, right. Not because I'm, like, oh, I got to do all, all 15 of these things, you know, as a work, I started simple and I've been building, but now that's part of my routine. And it's much more likely that I'm going to experience better health, which then only gives me more energy to maybe add one more thing into a different area of my life. So it's, it's this beautiful kind of gradual snowball in the positive direction. Um, yeah. And I think it is nice to pop back up, pop up, pop up once in a while, push yourself but then be able to come back down and say, here's my baseline. And, and I, I never fall below this. I was, I was studying something. So I'm going to go a little spiritual here for a second. Cause please do here. And I've been studying um, in Genesis <clears throat> and studying the creation. And it was interesting because I was reading something that has, as we were studying the different days of the creation and that at different points in the creation, God would stop and say, it's good. He took time to reflect and to appreciate what had been accomplished each day. And one of the things that, it, that I was thinking about talking about is this idea of embracing just the progress, the fact that each day we are continuing to improve and to progress. And so the challenges are great because they give us that chance to look at it and be like, okay, I'm doing good here. And then streaks where you have this floor where you can stop also and be like, just to just the idea of embracing the idea of the progress, not always the outcome of recognizing that, you know, the Lord, 
the Lord didn't look at day two and expect to be where he was at day seven. He appreciated <laughs> what day two was. And yeah. I think we can learn from that, the idea of this, this idea of building on the progress and continued growth and stopping sometimes at the end of that growth, even though we're in the middle of it and, and saying to ourselves, you know what, it's good. You, you know, Sean, I love Sean Acker. Um, he's someone who speaks a lot on positive psychology and has an amazing Ted talk. And he puts it in a way that most of us have, have the construct in our mind that we'll be happy when we'll, we'll be happy when we're successful and he's in right. his, and where really, if we're happy, then we'll be successful. It's, it's totally backwards because how we do it is we say, I'll be happy when, mm-hmm. so we, we don't celebrate the small stuff. It's only way over there. When we get there, we just move it. And so he yes. says, we never get there because we're always pushing happiness over the cognitive horizon. We never get there. Right. And so what you're saying is, is, and, and one of our principles in our platform and the, the template is to celebrate small daily wins. And, and by doing that, it's so funny because people invariably have this experience where it's like, ah, oh, that's too small. I can't really like, I'm not going to share that. But when you have a hundred people doing it and all of a sudden you see someone put in like, you know, I brush my teeth and, that, you know, exactly. and, and it's just like, what? they're counting that. Oh, I'm, if they can count that one that made them smile and that made them like, but all of a sudden it gives permission to look at a lot of things that we take for granted or don't feel are big enough to celebrate. And we start looking at those with different, with different eyes. And that changes the journey. Right. If we start feeling, and the cool thing from a, a Jeff and I were talking about this, but the brain doesn't distinguish that much from a big win and a small win. So we get almost all the same physiological and neurological benefits when we celebrate the small stuff as when we celebrate the big stuff, except we're getting it all the time. So that is really one of the biggest things. If people will stop and start making this, the, the wins smaller, but more frequent that mm-hmm. our, our body is going to really just celebrate, uh, with a whole, a, a whole repertoire of goodness, um, energy, creativity, health, and all those things, because we're, we're feeding it. And then the brain responds accordingly. And the great thing is that really the only barrier to doing that is ourselves, allowing ourselves to feel the joy in those small wins. And it's, it's hard alone. Like I, again, I think that's why the community aspect is so powerful because there's an inner voice and it's just like, Oh, that's really not, I'm like, I'm going through that motions. When I do it, I'm going through the motions. It's not, but I don't really feel it. But if all of a sudden I get 10 likes or 15 likes or 20 likes or people commenting and saying, Oh, that's hilarious. I wrote the same thing. Or I like, or whatever. And all, and all of a sudden there's this community communal aspect of it. And I genuinely feel it. Now the game's changed. Yeah. Feeling, feeling is the secret, right? Like if we, for, for years, I practiced gratitude from my, from here, from, from my neck up and I never felt it. And then finally I started to really have some coaching around getting it into my body and feeling it. And then everything changed, you know, and that's the same with all of this is if we can get the feeling in our body, we become a magnet for more of that. That's great. Well, this has been an invigorating conversation and one that I would love to go and could keep going on and on and on. However, there does come an end to the mm-hmm. podcast at some point. So Jeff, um, just as we wrap things up here, uh, give us a little bit about your you know, contact information where if sure. you're an author or if you're you know, looking to set up a challenge or if you even wanna be involved in a challenge, how you, may, how you might find any of those. Give us a little bit of the nuts and bolts. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. So. Um, if you're interested, if you're a coach, trainer, speaker, author, a content creator, and you'd like to explore the power of challenges, mychallengecreator.com uh, is the site. You can check it out. Um, if you have any questions, easy, get a hold of us there. If you want to connect with me personally, um, I'm most active on LinkedIn. So just my name, Jeff Bietto on LinkedIn. Um, and we po- I post a lot of stuff there. And um, 
so, and would love to have, you know, our, our community is continuing to grow. So those are the two best places uh, to connect or get more information. Wonderful. And one of the things I was thinking about as you were speaking, I thought, you know, it may be worth, one of the things we talk about is streaks are either daily, weekly, or monthly. And I was thinking there may even be room here for a quarterly streak in the sense that do at least one challenge quarterly mm -hmm. might be something that uh, I would like to explore. And maybe a lot of our other streakers would explore because what that does is, is really help us to give us a floorboard to say, you know what, I want to challenge myself in a particular area and I want to do it in this quarter. And so I'm going to set up a challenge uh, to do that particular whatever activity it is or whatever goal that it is I want to accomplish and just see if I can challenge myself a little bit more, always knowing that I've got the floorboard of my streaks to fall back on. It's a really great, you guys, I'm just so glad to know you guys. I love what you're up to. And uh, I think there is a lot of complimentary ness in, and hope that we get a chance to partner in, in some different ways. And I just really, I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to be with you guys this morning. Oh, we've loved it. Thank you. Thank you for your enthusiasm. And just, I've loved talking to you. Well, well, fellow streakers, we've had Jeff on, Jeff Baedo, and he is absolutely wonderful. We love talking with him. Again, he gave you his contact information. We'll also put that in the links for the, for the podcast detail and information. Um, just a couple of updates real quickly before we finish off. The new upgraded app for streaking is coming out. It'll be the fourth week in January that it's going to be available. And I'll tell you what, this one takes uh, your streaks to a new level in the sense that how you record them, what you look at them. You know that we had a full refresh on our brand and now we're putting that into the app. The other thing that it does, and Jeff, this is something interesting for you, is it totally enhances the community so that everyone is celebrating your small streaks and what they are and looking at it. And I love the way that you put it, Jeff, where you can look at someone else's streak and think, well, if they can do that. I can do this and we can celebrate together. So streakers, be looking forward to that. Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful. Everyone else, enjoy the rest of your day and week. And until next time, keep streaking.